So I've been thinking about what's on my mind in the midst of the storm, in the midst of the weather, in the midst of the uncertainty. Um, but I just thought I would ask some of you, uh, what do you think's on people's hearts, on their minds, on your heart or on your mind? What do you think people are feeling right about now? I think a lot of people are fearful. Fearful, yeah, scared, worried. Stressed, yeah. I think you're right. You know, I was, um, I really noticed that a couple of nights ago when it was still sunny and all, and we hadn't really thought m much about the, the storms two or three nights ago. And Suzanne said, what, would you run over to the store and get this and this and this? And so I just pulled up thinking, sure, I'll just run over and get this and this and this. And the intensity in the grocery store, I was like, oh my gosh, this is serious. And people going through like just army style and they, their carts were just like throwing everything in. And, and I was like, wow, okay, this, this is helping me to see we're really gonna have a storm. And so I got my cart and I started throwing stuff in, you know. And I started to think about how it's, it's true, isn't it, that, that when uh, times like this arise, it can shake us a little bit. And it reminds us, I'm not really in control. Um, I think we try to convince ourselves, don't we, that we're in control. We got everything about life secured, but then uh, something happens to our house, um, something happens to our car, a wreck, or you know, we get a word from a doctor that's like, wait a second, that's not what I was planning on, or a storm that comes in, and it's like, so now what's going to happen, and how much water is going to come up, and, and what's that going to mean? And, and it can rattle us, and it can make us feel really fearful, uncertain, scared, these sorts of things. So I was thinking, um, what I'd like to do is, is read from Scripture, but not read from uh, my normal Bible, read from a Bible that has been a favorite in my home for years, although my boys are getting a little big for it these days, but we, it's still just great. I want to read um, one story, and then I want to just say a few brief thoughts about the story from the Storybook Bible. So it's called The Captain of the Storm. It says, <clears throat> uh, looking at Mark 4 or Matthew 8, sort of the same story. The sun was going down. The air was warm and still. Jesus said to his friends, let's go across the lake. Jesus had been helping people all day, and now he was tired. And so they left the crowds at the shore, and they set out on a small fishing boat. And Jesus climbed into the boat to take a nap. As soon as his head touched the pillow, he fell asleep. It was a beautiful evening. Gentle breeze rustled the sails. The friends were chatting happily as they headed out to the middle of the lake. Everything was perfect, just right for a nice, quiet sail. But then what happens? They were only about halfway across when out of nowhere, whirling winds swept across the lake, fierce and strong, like a hurricane. 
A blinding flash of lightning lit up the sky. Thunder roared right overhead. The storm blew the water into towering waves that hurled the little boat up, 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 and then sent it hurtling, crashing back down, down, down. The fishing boat was blown and buffeted and tossed and turned back and forth and up and down and left and right and round and round. And in the middle of the storm, Jesus was sleeping. Now, Jesus' friends had been fishermen all their lives, but all their years fishing on this lake, they'd never once seen a storm like this one. No matter how, how hard they, they struggled with the ropes and the sails, they couldn't control the boat. This storm was too big for them. But the storm wasn't too big for Jesus. They screamed, help, wake up, quick, Jesus. Jesus opened his eyes. Rescue us, save us, they shrieked. Don't you care? Of course, Jesus cared. And this was the very reason he had come, to rescue them and save them. Jesus stood up and he spoke to the storm. Hush, he said, that's all. And the strangest thing happened. The wind and the waves recognized Jesus' voice. They'd heard it before, of course. It was the same voice that had made them in the very beginning. And they listened to Jesus, and they did what he said. And immediately the wind stopped, and the water calmed down. It glittered innocently in the moonlight and lapped quietly against the side of the boat as if nothing had happened. The little boat bobbed gently up and down. There was deep stillness and a great quiet all around. And Jesus turned to his wind-torn friends and said, why were you so scared? Did you forget who I am? Did you believe your fears instead of me? Jesus' friends were quiet, as quiet as the wind and the waves, and into their hearts came a different kind of storm. They asked themselves anxiously, what kind of man is this that even the winds and the waves obey him? Because they didn't understand. They didn't yet realize that Jesus was the Son of God. Jesus' friends had been so afraid. They'd only seen the big waves. They'd forgotten that if Jesus was with them, with them, they had nothing to be afraid of, no matter how small their boat, no matter how big the storm. So he's pondering the story. And just thinking to myself, uh, a couple of thoughts about it that I jotted down. Um, first of all, I was thinking about the disciples, they had this problem, right? This problem that came into their lives that was unexpected, but they had a deeper problem than that, deeper problem in the storm. The problem that was deeper than that was that they thought God is good, and Jesus is our friends, uh, friend, and all, you know, as long as life is good. This is the problem that they really thought, as long as the weather's nice and everything feels good, then Jesus must love us. But then he falls asleep, and then they wake him up, and Jesus comes along, and he says, no, 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 <laughs> you guys, you're not seeing this right. You, you still think that my love for you 
is somehow related to or contingent to upon the circumstances of your life, all being order in order and, and safe and just the way that, that you want them. He says, but you gotta understand, no matter what might be swirling around you, that doesn't change the fact that I am God and I am good and that I do love you no matter what's going on. I remember some time ago, I took one of my boys to the hospital because he'd, wake, he'd, he'd wakened in the middle of the night and he'd come down and he was pointing right about down here. And I was like, it hurts so bad. And I was like, gosh, I think that's where your appendix is. So I was like, okay, go put on some shoes and we'll just go to the hospital. And, and so we ran over to the emergency room and, and the doctor came in and said, yeah, this could be appendix. And I was like, this kind of was afraid of. And, and um, so I remember the, the nurse came in and, and, and put a, an IV in him with the, with the port because they'd explain now, if this is, you know, we're gonna take some tests and we're gonna find out if it is, uh, we're just gonna go right on in and we're just gonna do a quick little surgery and, and take it out and, and it's all gonna be taken care of. And so they put this IV in and, and this son doesn't particularly like shots. And so he was doing his best not to look at it. And, and then um, they, of course, taped the port down and the nurse goes out of the room and he looks at me and he goes, she left the shot in. And I was like, son, it's not an accident. This is all the, actually the way it's supposed. He said, take this out of me. And I said, no, see, that's, that, I can't do that because if it is this, then they're gonna have to do a little bit more work on you and they're gonna have to put an IV, but just, it's, it's, it's really okay. It's, it's, it's really okay. And I remember he was crying and, and just was squeezing onto my hand. And finally, I just had to look at him and I just said, wait a second, son, look at my face. I am right here, okay? I've had some of these before. You're gonna make it through this and I'm gonna go with you, okay? We practice doing some deep breathing and kind of calm down. Yes, so a little bit turns out it, it wasn't anything major. It's was, it was kind of this muscle thing and it's, everything was great. No surgery needed and we got to take it out within an hour and, 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 and life was good. But that was a, I think that was a good moment. And, and I was just thinking about that when I was thinking of you all um, this morning and, and about all of us kind of in Houston, greater Houston, Corpus Christi, the whole deal. And, and just kind of what's going on, thinking, you know, I think in times like this, it's easy for us to fail to look into his face and remember, no, 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 I still love you, he's saying, even if it's swirling around. It may feel totally out of control, but I got you. And sometimes I think he allows things like this to happen in our life just to remind us that his love for us, his care for us, it's not contingent upon how well we're feeling about things and happy and sunny and, and all that sorts of sort of thing. So how do we apply this, this uh, passage in our life right now? Well, I think there's several things. I think the first thing um, on the most practical level, but we, we should do whatever, uh, 
necessary preparations we need to do to take care of our family and children and houses and you know whatever but let's move to another level then after we've done the stuff that we're supposed to do and we're following the instructions that they're telling us on the news and and, and this sort of thing um i think this is where we have to look back into the face of our savior who gives us a face for god people are always like what does god look like and jesus said the father and i are one you've seen me you've seen him let's look into his face even as the disciples were that day on the boat looking into his face and he's reminding them hey i am here i love you no less right now in the midst of this storm than i loved you a few hours ago when everything was sunny nothing has changed here all right so let's remember to be focusing upon him and then refilling with that just with with the knowledge okay you're here you're good you're in control you love me i need a, just a fresh touch of your holy spirit i'm just going to sort of breathe out my fears exhale my worries and i'm going to just inhale and just a new fresh breath of your holy spirit you fill me up lord with your power and your presence and your peace that surpasses all understanding that guards our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And then I think the last thing is it's helpful to remember. Remember what? Remember Jesus can go through any storm and lead us through any storm that we've got to go through. How do we know that? Because he went through the greatest storm of all coming out of heaven into this world that's full of sin, full of suffering, full of evil, and he lived the perfect life that we couldn't live and he died the death on the cross that we deserved and he arose and the whole way he was saying, "Now, look, you're going to make it through this if you're connected to me. I will be with you always." This world, now this world is going to be full of troubles and full of problems, okay? But take heart because I have overcome the world and if you're connected to me, you will overcome it as well. So, maybe those thoughts can be helpful for us um as we uh continue on seeing what comes the next few hours, the next day and so um as we journey through this storm together. Why don't we say uh some uh, takes a few minutes and just do a little praying right now. Lord, even in this quiet moment, I pray for my brothers and sisters, my friends, the ones sitting in this living room, the ones sitting in many other living rooms right now that are just kind of part of this family thing that we're doing. Um I pray God that you would bring us that peace that surpasses all understanding that guards our hearts and minds in you Jesus um, that you'd fill us full of the courage that comes with your holy spirit working inside of us and moving within us Lord we want to pray for um those in our community who are already experiencing problems not just our community but further uh to the south and the west uh going down to Corpus Christi and so uh who've had 
big damages and losses. And so we don't even really know specifically how we're gonna be helping them, but we know that we will be, and we will surely be having teams that are gonna go out from Faith Bridge and we're gonna, we're gonna serve and we're gonna be your people. Uh, as, as it all comes clear in the next few days, kind of exactly what do we do and how we're gonna do that. But I pray God for each person who right now is a part of this fellowship moment and is feeling some fear, feeling some worry, some what in the world is going on and has God lost control and does he still care and does he still love me? I pray God that even in this moment, you'd settle them and help them to remember you love them and that's not contention on our surroundings or our circumstances. Encourage them, God. Give them your peace that we might feel your presence sustaining us as we move through uh, the coming few days and the weeks and the months of recovery and repair and so that will come um, after that. Thanks for your love. Thanks for your presence. We pray all these things in the strong name of Jesus. Amen.